Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast. My name is Josiah Clark, and this is my dad, Wade Clark. And this week, we're going to talk about doing the real work. The real work. The real work. The work that is true. The work that is just the work is what is the real work? The real work. So basically, this came from a newsletter that I read. And I've mentioned this in a previous episode, I believe. But there's a guy called Ali Abdal. I'm subscribed to his newsletter. And every Sunday, he sends out a newsletter talking about various productivity topics and things like that. Doesn't he have a YouTube channel, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. Basically, this is just something that really stuck with me when I first read it. And I've wanted to do an episode about it just to talk about the idea of it with you because it's an easy trap to fall into. So what do I mean when I say the real work? Well, basically the concept is, let's say you start a company and your company is that you carve little models that you sell on Etsy. Okay. Okay. So what kind of models? Uh, models of Lord of the Rings. Sure. Okay. So you you carve little Lord of the Rings models out of soap and you sell them on Etsy, right? Well, soap is good because then they melt and you have to buy another one. Yeah. So <laughs> so so that's your business. So what's the real work that's required for you to do that business? Making characters, right? Right. Carving the soap into your little figurines and then listing them and getting the sale, right? Okay. That's the real work. Now, the fake work that can be distracting and that can be just a tool to procrastinate can be stuff like designing your logo and putting a website together and spending way too long writing out social media bios to try and promote the figurines. Hmm. It's not that these are not real things that need to happen and it's not that the impact they can have isn't valuable. Like having a good logo is important. Having a good website is is very important. Right. But if those things are keeping you from the real work of carving your little Lord of the Rings soap figurines, then they're procrastinating. So in other words, you, you can spend all your time making a website and doing promotion and then you have nothing to sell. Right. Right. And so that when I first read that, I realized like how much of my time over the years I've spent doing not the real work, you know, Mm. like uh, even back when I was doing like YouTube stuff, like I would have an idea for a YouTube channel. And instead of just like sitting down and making a video like that, I would dive into doing all the graphic design and doing and, you know, writing down ideas, but never actually making the videos or, you know, it's the same thing with writing. It's like, Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got a million and one thoughts and ideas that I've never done anything with, not because I don't think that they're any good, but because I've spent that time that I could be doing the real work of writing one of these things. Right. Instead, just brainstorming about, you know, daydreaming and whatever. And so it's, it's, It's not that having ideas for stories isn't important. It's not that having good graphic design for your videos isn't good. But it's like you said, if you're spending all your time doing that, then you don't actually have whatever the thing is that you're selling, so to speak. You know, it's like spending all your time on on making a really fancy storefront without any products. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but it seems like it's really deceptive because, I mean, some of those things are essential for your business. Yeah. And when you read this article or when you looked at that, I mean, were there things that they talked about to how to even flag, hey, to check yourself? I mean, because I can see myself getting pulled into things like that really regularly. Yeah. 
And they are, Me too. they are core, but how do, do they talk about how do you distinguish what is real work versus what is? Well, it's basically what is the, th- and a lot of this is through the lens of like entrepreneurship. Okay. So, so for example, let's go back to our future Etsy L-O-T-R business. soap figurines. Yeah. Our Lord of the Rings soap figurines coming soon to Etsy. <laughs> so if we spend all our time, we go, okay, let's start this business. You and me, we're going to. You know, we're going to do these soap figurines. Well, what kind of soap are we going to carve these things out of? Oh, and so we spend a long time like sampling different kinds of soap. Is that important? Sure. But the longer it takes for you to actually have a carved Lord of the Rings figurine that you're going to sell on Etsy, the longer it is until the business is actually doing what the business is supposed to be doing. Which is... Making money. Which is selling those figurines. True. And hopefully making money, right? Right. But the point of the business is selling these figurines. It's just like with the podcast. We got caught up in this trap for a while um, with the podcast. We spent a long time coming up with, oh, what are the segments we could have in the podcast? And what are the, we had a whole spreadsheet of topics we could do for the podcast, all this different stuff. And the real work is, okay, well, at the end of the day, if we don't sit down and record the damn thing, we're never going to have a podcast to publish in the first place. In the first place. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and and I and it's got all kinds of tentacles. I, when I think about this, I mean, like, let's take the YouTubing thing or I'll give you an example. Let's say if I, I mean, I had a passion about uh, or have a passion about music and I never really thought about it being a viable income stream or whatever. But, sure. but I could, I, I do know people who do, do and they can get hung up in, well, if, gee, if I have just this one more piece of this new microphone or this third guitar or whatever, then I have what I need to make this happen. So you kind of get all focused on tooling rather than songwriting. Well, and that's the interesting thing. If we, if we expand this beyond business and entrepreneurship to more personal life stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. for example, your music stuff you're just talking, you're you're talking about right now. Yeah. I don't want to put, I'm going to use the term real work because that's just, you know, that's the, the term, context, the context, but you know, it's not work. It's your passion. It's what you want to do, but you boil it down and you're like, okay, what is the thing about this hobby of music that you actually enjoy that actually gives you that satisfaction and that joy? Not that mm-hmm. there's not satisfaction that comes from listening to people demo different guitars and things like that right. on, on YouTube videos or going to a guitar center and just browsing or whatever. Like those are all valid expressions of that passion. Sure. However, if those things are all you do and they are keeping you from ever actually playing music, yeah. right? If that's the thing that actually brings you joy, we tend to do this all over life. It's almost, it's basically self-deluding. Well, and it's, again, it's not that these things aren't valid. That's what's so deceiving about it. It's like, okay, of course you need a good website for your business, right? Of course you need a good logo. Of course you need to know what kind of guitar you want to play music. Right. But eventually you actually have to just record the podcast or write the story or play the music or, you know, carve the figurine Right. Or whatever it may be. It's like in sales, it's a similar sort of a thing. I remember I worked for you uh, for about three months or so in, mm-hmm. in my teens. I uh, had the, the only job that I ever completely failed 
and and quit because I was just horrible at it. I am not a salesperson. I am not a salesperson. I have never been a salesperson. I never will be a salesperson because it freaks me out to <laughs> to like cold call people or whatever. I literally I was just sitting in a pool of sweat the whole time because I was doing telemarketing for you as as I'm sure you remember for a client, yeah. For a client and it was comforting when I was able to, you know, spend an hour or two of the time I was working instead of making calls, working on, you know, sorting the spreadsheet and making sure I had all this information or looking <laughs> up, looking up and all, you know, what's this guy's number? Okay. That's the right number. Good. And I put a little check mark on my spreadsheet. It's time that I'm working. And is it, val yeah, yeah, it has to happen. And it's it valuable. A, and it really was avoidance. It was avoidance. I didn't want to do the calling. Yeah. And and I I don't think I ever I think I got one meeting out of like 200 calls I don't, or something. I don't remember. It was terrible. Is the it's, it's the only it's the only job I have ever like unequivocally absolutely failed. And I have no problem admitting that and I'm <laughs> never doing it again. I was so it is so never much anxiety. Never. So much anxiety. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hire you to do my cold calling. <laughs> if I need to do cold calling, I'll just subcontract you. There we um, go. but, but that's, a, but the, again, this happens that I, I just bring that up because that was an instance where I was terrified of the real work. You know, it's not just in the context of here's something you want to do and you're keeping yourself from doing it. Yeah. Sometimes the real work you don't want to do. And so it's procrastination by means of productivity which is what makes which it is, so deceptive yeah that's 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 interesting well and and so then the question becomes if you're doing that the question for me it raises is are you is the real work you're in the center of really the work that you should be a part of or yeah if you, <laughs> that's one question the second question if you're that scared of it <laughs> <laughs> the second question is why why are you doing all the other things instead of the real work? I mean, yeah. what there there's there's something at the heart of why you are you're doing all the peripherals. And there's there are times like it's not to say that if you're not doing the quote unquote real work all the time, then somehow you're procrastinating or whatever. Like because that stuff does have to get done and it does take time sure. to do and you do need to do it. But it's questioning your motives. Well, it's kind of like, it, it, I'll put this in a completely different context because we can do this in all kinds of ways. Let's say you wanted to buy a toaster. Okay, you want a toaster. Yeah. Those are like, you can get one for $9.99 probably at yeah, Walmart or something. Aud Audrey and I just bought one at Walmart for like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're cheap. They're not my, So we get, we get hung up on certain things. So we go, okay, well, I'm going to buy a toaster. Well, I don't want to buy a cheap toaster. I want to get something that's actually going to last. And you start you start putting all these kind of qualifications on th things. And How you many start, reviews are on Amazon? Yeah, and, and, and does this decision warrant this much research, this much thought, this much time? Right. And we and we and we because it's available now, we tend to do that on so many different things that are really not consequential. And so it's pulling us pulling our valuable time away things from things that really matter because we yeah. do that. I mean, if I get a lawnmower, I need something that's going to cut my grass. I don't need to get, and then you get go, you go to the Home Depot or the Lowe's or something. You look and go, okay, well, gee. How many the, horsepower does this one you have? Know, and you look at all these things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get, you get caught up in things and then you end up spending 25, 50% more than you would have 
in the yeah. first place. And the only time it ever matters is when you're in the lows making that decision. Yeah. After that, you don't care, except for the fact that your credit card bill or your bank account was debited more than, than you yeah. wanted in the well, first place. And, and again, and this is all contextual, right? Because like, say you own a house that has a really big yard, then that might matter a little more. Correct. You know, but but but, but we, we tend to make a big deal out of the small stuff. Well, so many things. I mean, it's it's right. It's 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 we we're raising literally inconsequential decisions to a point of importance that they really don't deserve in terms of our time and our attention. Right. But they're easier emotionally to focus on than, oh, I got to actually sit down and 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 write this thing that I'm scared to write because I don't think that I'm going to be able to do it or whatever it may so, be. So to that end, where is this applying in your life today? I've been thinking about this literally every day since I first read it. Like one of the most impactful things I've read in a long time. It's something I actively think about on a day-to-day basis where I sit down, particularly in the, in, in the uh, area of writing, where I look at, okay, I can either work on writing and actually make progress on this book that I'm trying to publish, or I can spend a few hours tweaking how the menus look on my website that the the book is being published on, Mm -hmm. right? Now, is it important that the menus look good and that they work? Of course. But if I, but it's, it's something I'm catching myself. That's the, that's what it is. It's, it's not like I don't do this anymore. I do, but I'm catching myself quicker and quicker over time. Before you go down the rabbit hole. Right. And literally, literally, I ask myself the question, like I sit there and I'm working on my little to-do list and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I, and I have that thought come to mind that I'm like, okay, wait, 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 am I doing the real work? What is the yeah. real work that I need to do? Well, and everybody works differently. I know that you, you, you write a lot of lists. I tend to be a list person too. Yeah. Um, everybody kind of has different ways that they manage their things, but did the article point to practical ways to to make sure that you were focusing on the real work? Because to me, there's two things that come to mind and off my mind when you say this. The first is you just gave the example. Okay, you you're going through your list, and right. you're and even though you may not be literally writing an R beside it, but you you almost are mentally you're going through this list of twelve items or eighteen items, and you're saying, okay, item three and item seven, that's the well, real work. Well, you know what's interesting? More often than not. It's not like that. More often than not, my list is full of fake work. So your whole list doesn't my have a real list. Generally, my whole list, all the things that I'm writing down on my to-do list, I look down at it. And even the act of writing out my to-do list is an act of avoidance sometimes, <laughs> right? Because it's it, because it's it's putting more time between now and when I have to do the thing I'm intimidated by. So, so then really what you're saying is the first thing you have to do is you have to really sit down and I, this this kind of comes back to our last podcast about values, but this yeah. you have to go back, or actually, I guess this would point more to mission uh, of what your core, what you're really supposed to be about. But you need to know for the things that you're doing, what is the real work, and and in our personal lives, what are those core things that mo- matter most? It's less about knowing where you're going, and it's more about how you feel about where you're mm, going. Gotcha. How you feel about it, and and like stuff like imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff comes in. Right. 
you know, and your level of confidence. And it's sometimes just much easier to, oh, well, you know, but what kind of keyboard do I want to write the book with? I'm going to spend a few days just researching keyboards. I've done this before. Yeah. These are things like this. I'm speaking from personal experience. This is the kind of thing that I find myself doing. And do you now have the right keyboard? <laughs> uh, no, actually. I, I There's a, one I've got my eye on that I don't quite have the money for. So maybe you should just spend a couple <laughs> hours looking at that. Hey, uh, you know, by the way, um, here on the podcast, we we love to do brand spots and things. Any company that wants to send us some free stuff... <laughs> You know, specifically, specifically if Newfie is listening, N-U-P-H-Y, the keyboard company, and wants to send me an Air 75 to quote unquote review, I would not say no. Uh, <laughs> but, Newfie, but, I thought you were talking about like our Newfoundland dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. So we've kind of, we've kind of talked about this on my side. So for you, when you think about all this, what does this look like for you? What is the real work or the procrastination or whatever you want to call it? I think that there's, there's some things there. One is really looking at whether it's on a day or a week basis, sitting down and, and looking at the various things that I have and answering the question. My most productive weeks are the ones that on a Monday or Tuesday, or in some cases the Sunday before, I look and I say, listen, if nothing else gets done this week, yeah, these are the three things that that I, I that are core to what I need to accomplish, mm-hmm. both in my work, work and personal life and whatever. And when I have that settled, it becomes a discipline in itself. So when I'm sitting there on a day, you know, it's Wednesday morning and I'm, you know, I'm starting to do the things that I'm doing and I look in there, okay, I've got a bazillion emails. It's really easy to get sucked into the, oh, okay, I need to go through all my emails or even more. I'm in the middle of doing that real work and I hear a ding notification on my email and do I stop or do I not? So for me, the practical is knowing what those things are for that day or for that week. Yeah. And just knowing that and determining that it's, it's not a passive thing. It's not something like, okay, I did that task. Now let me figure out what I want to do next. No, I kind of have to determine ahead of time. These are those core things for me. That's, that's it. Cause I, I definitely fall into that trap. I think everybody probably tr- falls into that trap uh, to one degree or another. And honestly, the thing that's really, I think that I would say on that is that trap hits us when we are weakest. If we're very tired, if we're very stressed, if we've had a rough day, anytime that the, you know, the chips are down or we're having, we're struggling with things. Yeah. Those are the days we tend to fall into that trap of doing that other stuff and avoiding what's the core. Yeah. Now, at the same time, I'm not dismissing the fact that sometimes we do need to (laughs) recognize that, you know what, it's... 3.30 3.30 in the day, and I'm not as fresh, and this is not my optimum work time. This is not when I'm most creative or most intense in, in my thought process or whatever. So maybe that's not the best time to start it. But in even doing that, you can be strategic and say, okay, so I'm going to get these things off the place. So that tomorrow, when I come in, this is where yeah. I'm going to focus. This is not stuff that doesn't need to happen. Correct. That's the bottom line. And it's all being framed in this sort of, in this conversation as here's these things that can trip you up and deceive you. But that's the reason they're deceptive is because they do have to be done. Right. They're still valid. Right. So, so I think it's, this is less about, 
hey, do only the most important thing and forget everything else. It's much more about be aware of why you're working on what you're working on. That's good. That's a good lesson. And, and what, yeah. the, the guy who you wrote, the article, again, the person's name was? Uh, Ali Abdal. And it's a, it's a newsletter um, that he sends out every Sunday called Sunday Snippets. So it'd be um, something you'd recommend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, like I said, this is the most, it's so simple, right? It's such Mm -hmm. a simple concept, but for whatever reason, maybe it's just the way he worded it. But I've thought about it every day for the last like three weeks. Honestly, what I found is sometimes the most simple, the things that people go, well, duh. Right. Who doesn't know that? And, and I know people used to say, well, common sense does not necessarily mean common practice, but there are certain things that the simple things are what matters most. It really yeah. makes the difference. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to read it or hear it or whatever and in just a certain way that finally something clicks. And you may have heard it a million times, but just the way it's communicated, you get it now. Or the whatever's going on in your life for that day at that moment, all of a sudden it registers because of what you're going through at that time. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I would encourage is our listeners. I mean, are you finding yourself caught in that trap of doing the non-real work at times? Or do you have ways that you found that help you stay on track on what's most important? We have a, a speak pipe, just like that. You yeah, can- we have a speakpipe.com slash MSP. And it's basically a place where you can go to leave us a digital voicemail. You know, make sure it's brief. Make sure that the only information you include is stuff you'd be comfortable being in an episode. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you don't want your full name, don't say your full name. But you can leave us a voicemail and we can listen to them and we can uh, possibly feature them in a future episode and, and do discussions and things like that. So far, we have not had anybody leave a voicemail, but we are Lonely. checking it. <laughs> we are we are checking it. We are we are keeping uh, keeping track of it. And uh, while we're sending someone to a website, I would also just throw out there um, pinstripeshonen.com. Yeah, um, which it's is a great story. Yeah, which is I'm about to start publishing again. I pulled it all down so I could uh, rework the first draft and and do a second draft. I'm working on the second draft of the story, and it's going to start publishing again as of recording this probably in the next few days. So it's Pinstripe, S-H-O-N-E-N, PinstripeShonen.com. Uh, and that's my little shameless self-promotional plug. So, Dad. Yes. What's your weekly favorite this week? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. My weekly favorite is that fall weather is starting to hit here in Texas, which for fall means it's no longer in the 90s. But mm. but it's it's not uh, it's not overbearingly hot, so we can actually get outside and do some more stuff now. Yeah, it's oh man, it, the summer was ridiculous. It yeah. was way too hot for way too long. Yeah, and we just we moved not that long ago from Sacramento to Texas, and you know it was hot in Sacramento too. Don't get me wrong; it was very hot, but it was dry, and so it just feels hotter with the humidity out here. Yeah, I mean, and and with the global warming, the how much hotter it's been the last couple of years. I mean, even last year there was a crazy heat wave when Audrey and I were in Oregon. Right. It was oh, that's terrible. Right. And and our friend that we were staying with, their AC broke and it was a whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. But so, you got to you got to return home because our AC was broken there too. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so fall weather for me. What about you? 
So to, mine is actually something that just happened today. Um, I had no idea this was the case, but apparently our neighborhood was doing like a, a, a neighborhood garage sale day. And so when I got home from grabbing groceries this morning, Audrey and I went and walked around to a couple of garage sales and we found a couch that, that we right. went ahead and, and picked up. Well, not picked up. We're going to pick it up, pick it up well, in yeah, a little that's bit. That's what he, he, he's failing to say <laughs> that about 10 minutes after we finish this podcast, we're going there and I'm going to help pick that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally physically pick it yeah, up. Yeah, physically pick it up because it's like three doors down or something. And uh, so that was a really cool find. It's like, an, you know, the lady got it for like 1800 bucks and it's got a brand new slip cover and all this stuff. Sweet. And so, yeah, and it's super comfortable. So that's, you know, it was, we were not planning on buying a couch today. Like that was never, <laughs> it was never in our, in our, in our head. Um, but just the fact that it's like, oh, like this will be really great. Sometimes opportunities present themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my weekly favorite is the new couch that I'm looking forward to sitting in. Excellent. Well, so, that'd be nice. Yeah. Well, everybody, I think that's about it for today. Um, I do uh, really appreciate you listening and tell tell some friends. I mean, again, we we want this to be a community. We we want to uh, hear from you guys as well. And um, so uh, come back the next week and uh, tell some friends, and we'll talk to you a little bit later. How about you, Josiah? How about me? How about you? Yeah. How, how about me? I don't know. Anyways. Awkward silence. Uh, Everybody have a great week. Yeah, and I do want to throw out there too that if you are not already uh, subscribed on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Meaningful Success Podcast, you will not have already heard our first bonus episode that went out. And we are going to very soon be recording the bonus episode for October as well. So if you want to hear those as well as get access to early episodes most of the time and ad free episodes always, then you can subscribe at patreon.com slash meaningful success podcast. Give us money so that we can make you happier. That's the, that's the, the, the transaction that's happening here. You're buying happiness. Oh, there you go. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode until then father. Yes. You're all right. You're all right too. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Josiah Clark, and my dad, Wade Clark. Intro and outro song is Brings Back the Feeling by Daniel Gunnarsson, licensed through Epidemic Sound. If you want to support the show, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast to get access to ad-free episodes, early episodes, and bonus episodes, and more. Until next week, thanks for listening. Oh,